Yeah, what's up, Kyle? Not much. How's it going where you're at? Uh, nothing. Sorry about yesterday. I fell asleep. Yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. I don't know. It's a trip. Met up with this other woman, and we're trying to get together and make plans, and I don't know if that's going to happen or not, so now I don't know whether my plans are going to be late or how screwed up the plans are going to be or whatever, but... I don't know what my plan is now, so like hoping she comes back and everything's cool. Hentai plans? What? Hentai plans? Trying, I don't know, trying to make good plans, I don't know. We'll see. And so, hope she, hope she's for real and doesn't flake, and I hope it's real. I don't know. A hooker or just some lady? No, no, she's just another woman that's around here. But she's just being way cool to me, like, last night, this morning. This morning she was really into me and shit. Now, like, I don't know, now I'm just waiting for her to come back, but it's just... Family calls me, and that's like, oh great, now they know where I'm at and shit. Uh, and that's not a good sign. You spilled the beans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's all doing this stupid prayer. God, make Kyle who you who you want him to be and shit. And it's like, no, I want to make my, you know. And then as I prayed for Lucifer and his angels and the who espoused the philosophy that which will will be the whole of the law. And the demonic spirits who espouse the philosophy that to which you will will be the whole of the law to make me the person I want myself to be. Not just who the creator wants me to be. Shit. Like, I should have a right to self-determination in this. Be who I want myself to be. Yeah. I'm a big proponent of self-determination. So who knows? But I think in order for you to fulfill God's will, you have to be who you're meant to be. Yeah, no, but in their way, you're meant to be who he tells you to be you know, in the crappy life that he wants you to live. You know? I don't know. Yeah, but all the prophets weren't like everybody else, you know. I don't know. They were very different people compared to the rest of society. Yeah, it could be. Maybe. But that all that happened today.
let me think what else happened. Then I got like uh, this chick's family's calls. Like the first one, man, her mom is <laughs> like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pack your stuff. I'm not going to get you any of your clothes. You should have done this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, God damn it, man. This chick's on the street and you're like, not even going to let her get fucking more clothes and shit. What the hell? Oh, so you let this chick use your phone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's it? Yeah, that's about it. But that, that's pretty full day. I changed my whole plans and stuck here, like, waiting for her to come back. So I don't know. And change my plans tomorrow, and then if I if she doesn't show up by like nine, then I gotta like go back to my old original plan before I met her and shit, and, and see hope I can do that in that period of time that it isn't all a bunch of real heavy frustrations. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we got a new not even guy. Sure how we can make a plan? Cause like we still couldn't fully make a plan, and that's the thing that bugs me the most is we didn't fully make a plan. And you know, uh, I don't know. Yeah, so basically, well, what had happened yesterday, like, uh... Oh, and then I lost all my notes. All my notes since June, last June got recorded over. Ah, uh, that's gotta suck. Yeah, no, that really sucks. So I gotta, like, re-get all, all the directions for stuff that I lost before. They must have, like, slept on the tape recorder and turned it on by mistake or something, just by laying on it or something. Ah, you clumsy fool. I don't know. Just fucking with you. Nah, but that's not good. You don't want to lose your notes, because, like, I have a shit ton of notes saved in my phone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but, uh... Basically... Uh, yesterday, like, um... Oh, yeah, like, what happened to you yesterday for the folks? Okay, well, yesterday was when I dealt with that gangbanger dude. And you know, like most of the night was me and her hanging out and stuff, and then uh, she's telling me all this sweet shit by the, by the next morning, and everything's I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with it, with the situation. But I don't know. Is she a tweaker? Is that why she's taking so long? Nah, she, man, as far as I know, she doesn't, the only thing I've seen her do is, like, 
Smirnoff shit. And she doesn't even do that much of that, or at least didn't do too much of it. So she's a drunk. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. She seems. I, I, I like her. You know, I don't know. Or at least up to this at this point. You know, I don't know. I, I like her. What's a little public drunkenness between you, my friend? Okay. I said, what's a little public drunkenness between you and a friend? Yeah, no, no, you know, I don't, it, when, when she was there, she wasn't really that drunk around me, so. Did you give her any money? Yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh, I know, I was being a little stupid, but okay. Yeah, but uh, yesterday I got up super fucking early at 8. Well, an hour earlier than I usually have because now the church is, uh, is, like, uh, bringing services back to full strength if they can, so they're getting up earlier. Okay. And then, uh... The message for yesterday was contend for what you believe in. And you should follow sound doctrine, not what the Bible, what you want the Bible to say, but what the Bible actually says. Okay, don't know what that means, but I don't know. To me, the Bible is a book of oppressive laws that nobody should have to follow, but... Because, uh, you know, like the false prophet dudes, they teach doctrine that uh, is against the Bible, like the Pope and shit like that. I don't know. I don't know if what the Pope teaches or, you know, like, I don't know if you consider him like a false doctrine person or not. But Yeah, like he know. said that uh, having a personal relationship with Jesus is dangerous. Okay, then yeah, I guess that would go against uh, what what, uh, what uh, Jesus would want, I guess. Yeah, he said like the church should be the intermediary between you and Jesus. Mm. Yeah, when he said that, a lot of people in the crowd looked extremely confused. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he said that like a couple years ago, or a year and a half ago at least. Yeah, but there's a lot of people. Why did we elect him pope? <laughs> Should we take his pope hat back? <laughs> well, that's the thing. The cardinals vote for the pope, not the people. Yeah, yeah. So, at the end of the day, they don't get to choose who their pope is. Yeah, yeah, no, that's the weird thing about religion. It's all like old-style Middle Age shit. Or Middle Ages shit. And then, like, uh, went to Crossroads. And, uh, I brought up the topic of fear of new beginnings. Because I was basically kind of afraid of, you know, being a leader in the recovery movement and shit. And what kind of leader I'm going to be. 
I don't know. I don't think the recovery movement really has any real leaders. I mean, they have fake heads, but not real leaders. So in a sea of fake heads, you know, you just got to be like all the other fake heads, and that's... That's the thing. I don't want to be a fake head. I want to be... Well, I don't want to be the head. Because being the recovery head... Well, you can't anyway by the doctrine, what it teaches. What's that mean? But, you know, to be a real leader, you got to have charisma and you got to know the best places to party. You know, even if it's a sober party, you know, but. Yeah. And then I went to, uh. I went to a family picnic. What? I went to a family picnic, and uh, my sister brought over some mail, and I found out they're trying to sell my land from up underneath me. What? Yeah, I owe 280 bucks, and I haven't paid on it, so they're trying to sell it from under me. Oh, shit. I don't know, you want to keep that, fucking, especially if they're going to try to force this fucking vaccine bullshit on us. Yeah. I'm going to see what I can do, because I I can pay 150 on it for my credit card, which would suck, but... Okay. If I do that, whatever, man. Like, if they force this vaccine shit, then we're all going to have to try to go there, man. Yeah, because I'm not buying another piece of land there. I'm not going to. I'll buy some What's land somewhere else. I don't know. I'd want to save what you got. I mean, this is like, if, if this shit happens really fast, then it'd be a place to go to. Shit. Yeah, but they said they were going to try and sell my land up under me from by January 7th. Well, yes. not January 7th, June 7th. But when? June 7th. June 7th of next year? This year. Oh, well, June 7th was two months ago. You mean August 7th? Or was it July 7th? I don't remember. I have to look at it. When I was oh, reading yeah, it, it was a month ago. Your family's trying to fuck you over. No, like, the mail was just at my sister's house, and it was only a few pieces of mail, so she didn't feel the urgency to bring it to me. Okay, well, I just make sure they don't they don't buy it from under you. That's, that'd be fucked up. And then we'd be, you know, where are we going to go when the shit goes down then, you know? Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll do my best to save it, but I haven't checked my voicemail today. Maybe they called me. It didn't show that they called me. Uh, no and I got to talk to a lot of people in my family, but um, my aunt isn't, well, didn't try very hard, in my opinion, to freaking, um, Get me a ride to the funeral, so I don't think I'm gonna go tomorrow. Oh shit. 
I don't think anybody's gonna bitch and moan if I don't go because I didn't know I would go very well. Man, I remember going when, when uh, George Clayton Johnson died. I wanted to go to his funeral, and no one would get me right there. So shit, I felt all shitty about that. Maybe I'll call Big Jim and see if he can give me a ride or Sanford. Yeah, yeah I'll do that. I'll call Sanford. Right on. Because, you know, Uncle Joe was always cool to me. I never had any problems with him. Right on. It's all a trip. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. And that was my day yesterday, but uh, today I just got up, did group. my battery too much. Because wherever I want to do this, like if I want to try to get a cab tomorrow for wherever, you know, like bank or if I want to get a cab later on if you know, if she plays on me what am I going to email it I'm worried about all that shit yeah and then like uh, the group facilitator lady was all irritated with me that I didn't do any math this weekend okay Good society person. Yeah, that was pretty much her attitude. That's why I don't trust rehab. They're more about doing what the establishment wants than getting you off any substance. Yeah, but it is shit that I wanted to do. It's just I don't want to do it very much anymore. What? It is shit that I wanted to do. It's just not shit that I really want to do anymore. That's hard. And then uh, we got a new guy, Chris. He seems pretty cool, but... We're losing room fast. I don't know if my buddy Ashley will be able to get in. We only got one bed left. And most of the day, for some reason, I've just been sleeping today. I don't know why. Maybe I'm low-key depressed. Since I've been on the street, I just sleep in spurts. I don't know. I'm just worried about so much now. I don't know. I just want to get out of here somehow tomorrow. I just I want to like fucking go somewhere, and I don't really want to stay another day out here because I, I just want to get and you know, put my feet up and fucking into water and okay. make the. Uh, Yeah, I'm hoping she'll be there. 
going on in my head. I, I don't know. Made a plan yet? Like the most. Uh huh. Let's see. But beyond that, that was my day. Did a little bit of math today, so. Yeah, so statistics should be interesting. They got me learning about flipping coins and dices and how the probability of those will come out. Which they were explaining how getting two and a three on a die is impossible, and I'm like, how is that impossible? Just because it's an odd and even number. But uh, welcome back to the Kyle Chaos and Aaron Order Show. I'm your host, Aaron Order. I'm Kyle Chaos. And today we are going to dive into the news. Newsy. Flash, flash, flash. What? I said newsy news. Yeah, we'll see. I'm scared. What's going to happen now? <laughs> yeah, I was talking to my preacher about the lockdowns and forcing everybody to get vaccinated. He was being kind of a, <laughs> not to offend him, but he was being a health Nazi. A what Nazi? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's like, yeah, make everybody get vaccinated. You can't go to anything. Yeah, no, let's see, let's a lot of uh, a lot of people in the black churches are heavy, you know, pushing the Democrats' same Nazi agenda, you know. And that was his truth. going on here and they kept nitpicking my fucking album cover with the label and shit they're like you can't have because like this website that I used to make the album cover like the way they said they wanted it was uh it left a little tiny logo at the bottom and they're like you can't have other third party logos on your shit uh okay which I guess I get. Okay, so you just gotta take their logo off of it? Yeah, which I did. Okay. Oh, I forgot Rick and Morty came out. I gotta watch that. Yeah. 
what? No, no, I'm not saying anything. I'm barely here right now. Alright, we're gonna go to NPR. Okay, see what they got to say. Your Facebook account was hacked. Getting help may take weeks or $299. Okay, I don't know. You want to go into this? or? Mm, nah. Okay. It's like big fucking whoop. I don't keep anything personal on there. Just business and... Social shit. Mm-hmm. Although they may have gotten my fucking credit cards. Damn. Uh, yeah. And then Amazon Alabama warehouse workers may get to vote again on you. Okay, yeah, let's definitely go into that one. That's important. Amazon warehouse workers in Alabama may get a second chance to vote on whether to form the company's first unionized warehouse in the United States. A federal labor official has found that Amazon's anti-union tactics tainted the spring's election sufficiently to scrap its results. According to the union that sought to represent the workers, the official is recommending a do-over of the unionization vote. The union said in a release. Amazon is expected to challenge the recommendation, which has not been released publicly yet. A regional director from the National Labor Relations Board is expected to rule within weeks on whether to schedule a new election. NLRB representatives did not immediately respond to NPR's inquiry on Monday. And I mean, I hope they do get to, to, to redo that vote. They really, the Amazon people were, people that were running Amazon were trying so hard to stop them from being able to form a union. Yeah, but shouldn't they have unanimously voted for a union if they really wanted one? Yeah, but they were doing everything to, to, to stop them from voting for it and to tell them, oh, if you vote for this, then we're really going to screw you over even more and uh, to sabotage any efforts at organizing, really. I'm not buying it. It was a Democratic vote. They should have voted for it. Time the light so that the people that were promoting the union could even have time to talk to the people that were there. And in a high-profile vote tallied in April, workers in Bessemer, Alabama, 
voted more than two to one against unionizing, delivering a stinging defeat to the biggest union push among Amazon's U.S. workers. The vote attracted nationwide attention, including from President Biden and also celebrities. That vote was held by mail due to pandemic concerns. Over half the warehouse staff cast ballots. Our employees had a chance to be heard during a noisy time when all types of voices were weighing into the national debate. And at the end of the day, they voted overwhelmingly in favor of a direct connection with their managers and the company. An Amazon spokesperson said in a statement, Their voice should be heard above all else, and we plan to appeal to ensure that happens. The Amazon people are pretty fucked up. I'm kind of more on the side of the union here, but then why would you want to work for Amazon in the first place? That's where I'm at. Like, why would people want to work for them if they're, they're that fucked up? People need money. I don't know if it's worth it. Everything they're making that makes everything so impossible, it's just not worth it. Making people fucking get a needle in their arm or piss in a jar or fucking... It's like all these companies are so fucked up that it's like, it'd just be better to not survive, really. Ah, nihilism to thy own self be true. The retail wholesale department store, RWDSU, which vied to represent Bessemer workers, had filled a legal challenge to the election and charges of unfair labor practices against Amazon, which the company denied. The National Labor Relations Board held a hearing before the hearing. Officer issued the recommendation for a new election. RWDSU President Stuart Applebaum said... Uh, where the hell was that? Uh, said in a statement, Amazon's behavior throughout the election process was despicable. Amazon cheated, they got caught, and they are being held accountable. Thank you.
I was blowing my nose. Okay. Alright, I'm back. A major controversy was over a warehouse's private parking lot. The Amazon says was installed by the U.S. Postal Service to make voting convenient, safe, and private. But the mailbox's placement inside an Amazon tent right by the workplace prompted many workers to wonder whether the company was trying to monitor the vote. Amazon facility is supervailed everywhere. Emmett. Ashford, a pro-union worker from the Bessemer Warehouse, testified at the NLRB's hearing in May. You assume that everything can be seen. Postal Service official Jay Smith, who works as a liaison for a large for large clients like Amazon, testified that he was surprised to see the corporate branded tent around the mailbox because the company appeared to have found a way around his explicit instructions to not place anything physically on the mailbox. I did not want to see anything else put around the box indicating it was a voting spot, he said at the hearing. But Smith and other Postal Service officials also testified that no one at Amazon had been provided keys to access the outgoing mail, or in this case, election ballots. A pro-union Amazon worker told the hearing that he saw security officers working for Amazon opening the mailbox. Yeah, they sound like Trump supporters. The hearing provided additional insight into Amazon's anti-union tactics. One Bessemer worker testified that during mandatory meetings at the warehouse, managers said the facility could shut down if staff voted to unionize. Other workers said they were told that the union would waste their dues on fancy vacations and cars. Unions are a prominent presence at Amazon in Europe, but the company has so far fought off labor organizing efforts in the United States. The election in Bessemer was the first union vote since 2014. The Teamsters Union in June passed a resolution that would prioritize its Amazon unionization campaign. With a ballooning warehouse workforce, Amazon has grown into the second largest private employer in the U.S. behind Walmart, with more than 950,000 employees in the country as of this spring. That's the end of the article. Great, Ed. They just keep saying Amazon's a fucked up company, you don't want to work for them. 
hope they can redo that election and, and, and get a union. But really, really, you just you just don't want to work for them. You really don't. After being silent for decades, Japan now speaks up about Taiwan and angers China. Japan is undergoing a remarkable shift in its stance on one of the most contentious issues in Asia, Taiwan. Mainly, China and Taiwan split during a civil war in 1949. And Beijing has vowed to unify with the self-governing island by force if necessary. The Biden administration is counting on help from its allies, especially Japan, to deter such a move. And I can picture them wanting that to happen. You know, the Chinese doing that. That's what the Chinese do. Yeah, we take shit. Bad, For decades, Japan considered the Taiwan issue too politically sensitive to speak out about it publicly. Japan's military is focused on defense of its own territory and has no expeditionary expeditionary forces to fight overseas. But in recent weeks, top Japanese officials have said that if mainland China attacks the island, Japan should join the U.S. in defending it. We have to protect Taiwan as a democratic country, Japan's Deputy Defense Minister Yasuhide Nakayama said in a conference in June. Japan's shift in thinking comes as China has stepped up pressure on Taiwan, including sending fighter jets and warships around the island. But the bolder talk could also be driven by further moves by China. God damn it, they're advertising for the fucking ride. I was too fat to get on it. Can't lie. Yeah, they're saying it's, it's going to take over everything. But, uh, I don't know. China's fucked up, but uh, we shouldn't be the bomb. Shouldn't be the cops of the world. Where is Taiwan located? Yeah. 
they're so close to mainland China, it's not even funny. Yeah, I think it's two small potatoes to be fighting over. I can see the Philippines or Japan, but little ass Taiwan. Sorry and shit. That's just a small little fucking island. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, defend this little island from the mega giant China. Sad. It seems like Taiwan is going to take over that. that, that uh, China's going to take over Taiwan's land. Yuji or Yoji Koda, a former commander of Japan's maritime self-defense force fleet, says he believes Tokyo's trust in Beijing is eroded. He points to China's rapid military buildup, its crushing of dissent in Hong Kong, and its flouting of an international court ruling that rejected China's claim over the South China Sea. Tensions have also mounted between Japan and China over disputed territory known as the Senkaku Islands in Japan and the Daio Islands in China. As neighbors, Koda says, we need to say what we think. Yeah. That's the end of the article. Right on, you know, I'm sad for the Taiwanese. But it's not our problem. True. Residents and tourists forced to evacuate as wildfires ravage Turkey's coast. This one? Sure. Turkey skies are yellow with smoky haze from wildfires. Thousands have fled coastal towns, both residents and tourists, to escape the flames that have been blazing on the country's southern coast for six days. 
in Mugla province, 10,000 people were evacuated, according to Interior Minister Suleiman Soilu. Some have escaped by car, others by boat. Creator is infuriated with Turkey. The fires are part of over a hundred blazes that broke out across more than 30 Turkish provinces, most of which have been contained or extinguished, fetched by strong winds and high temperatures. Experts are pointing to climate change and human accidents as the culprits. Although the causes, yeah, it's always climate change. Well, no, I mean, it does have a lot to do with all this. It is making the weather hot enough and making more wildfires happen. I haven't heard of record heat in Turkey. Although the causes of the fires remain under investigation. See, they're just saying climate change just to say it. I don't they're saying it to say it. I mean, it really is a determining factor that is making these wildfires worse. Southern Europe currently bakes in a heat wave that has also fed wildfires in Greece and Sicily. Fighting the flames are locals and planes sent from the European Union. Russia, Ukraine, Croatia, Spain, Iran, and Azerbaijan. Their crews working in Antalya, Antalya and Mugla provinces to fight nine fires and more active fires in Esparta, Denizli, Izmir and Adana provinces. The flames have destroyed farms, homes, and forests and killed livestock. Satellite photos released by Turkey show a blackened coastline that stretches for miles. Keith Sweat's going to be performing live here in Dayton. Along with Silk and Genuine. We are going through days when the heat is above 40 Celsius, 104 Fahrenheit. Where the winds are strong and humidity is extremely low. Agriculture and Forestry Minister Bakir Pakdemirli said, We are struggling under such difficult conditions. And that's the end of the article.
shit. <laughs> Trans athlete Laurel Hubbard has made Olympic history. Looks like another dude that claims that he's a female has probably smashed another record. Laurel Hubbard has made history by becoming the first openly transgender athlete to compete in an individual event at the Summer Olympics. The New Zealand weightlifter did not make the podium after failing to advance to the final. go to the next article. It's like, doesn't he feel disrespected as a man for failing to lift 275 pounds? <laughs> huh? Oh, uh, well, you want to stop the podcast? Yeah, keep going. Well, the uh, transgender lost. Okay, well, I guess in this case, the, the challenge on this shit is going to be tested. But it's kind of weird to have the. Uh, a dude who says he's a chick competing with a bunch of chicks. He's really a dude. Yeah. Dolly Parton invested royalties from a Whitney Houston cover in a black community. Well, we already covered the bacon can disappear in California article. At the Olympics, sport climbing is full of unknowns for athletes and fans. Anti-Semitic posts are rarely removed by social media companies they study finds. Okay. That's fucked up. So it's like if you're a Jew, you're free, you're free game. Okay. It's not rabbit hunting season, it's Jew hunting season. No, it's Yeah, that's terrible. That's what <laughs> Here's what's included in the one trillion infrastructure bill. Okay, wait, so again? Here's what's included in the one trillion infrastructure bill. 
Okay, so yeah, let's look at this with this. Senators announced the long-awaited text of a nearly one trillion bipartisan infrastructure package Sunday night, over a month after President Biden and a bipartisan group of senators first announced such a deal. The Infrastructure Investments Investment and Jobs Act focuses on investments in roads, railways, bridges and broadband internet, but it does not include investments that Biden has referred to as human infrastructure, including money allocated for child care and tax credits for families. Democrats are looking to address those priorities separately. The package calls for $550 billion in new spending over five years. Senator Rob Portman, Republican Ohio, said the final product, just over 2,700 pages long, would be great for the American people. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said the Senate will consider amendments this week, and a final vote could be held in a matter of days. Yeah, it's counting down to the uh, end of the segment. It's what? It's counting down to the end of the segment. Oh no, like I've been having trouble in my room. With your what? In my room. Well, okay, what's what's wrong with your phone? I don't know, I might not be able to use it for my SSI here. We're gonna have to see. Okay, now now the sound quality just improved. Yeah, I don't know why. Okay. But okay, by pushing this infrastructure thing, and uh, we'll see what happens with it. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. Uh, it's been decades since Congress passed a, such a significant standalone investment 
the, the New York Democrats said, and I salute the hard work done that was here by everybody. Here's a look at what's included in the agreement. Transportation, roads, bridges, major projects, $110 billion. Passenger and freight rail, one well sixty-six billion. Public transit, thirty-nine billion. Airports, twenty-five billion. Port infrastructure, seventeen billion. Transportation safety programs, eleven billion. Electric vehicles, seven point five billion. Zero in low emission buses and ferries, $7.5 billion. Reconnect communities, $1 billion. Other infrastructure, broadband, $65 billion. Power infrastructure, $73 billion. Clean drinking water, $55 billion. Resilience and Western Water Storage, $50 billion. So I guess they're looking to help out the West with their drought. Okay. Environmental Remediation, $21 billion, whatever the fuck that means. Alright, ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. A Trump-era rule that blocks most migrants is still in place, and now back in court. Okay, what's still in place? A Trump-era rule. Oh, okay. Damn. Well, that's not good for Latino people. Title 42 foes go back to court to try to end COVID measure blocking asylum seekers. Immigration advocates who had been negotiating with the Biden administration to end a Trump air rule that blocks most migrants from entering the United States have given up waiting. The American Civil Liberties Union and other groups are going back to court. They plan to file a preliminary injunction to stop the continued use of Title 42 public health law. That has allowed border agents to swiftly remove tens of thousands of migrants, asylum seekers arriving at the southern border. Good. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. To the Cow Chaos and Order Show. I'm your host, Sam. I'm Kyle Chaos. A very barely awake Kyle Chaos. 
Hell chaos anyway. It's been seven months and Title 42 is still in place. League Gellert, a lawyer for ACLU, told NPR, we believe this is our only option. The Biden administration has kept the policy in place, citing concerns about the pandemic, including the explosion of cases and contagious Delta variant of the coronavirus. So now Biden sounding racist as damn self. And the InfoWars people are saying and shit like that. The new wave of cases has also led the administration to extend restrictions on international tours for many countries and impose new vaccine requirements for federal workers. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said Monday that the administration is deferring to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention on whether the policy policy is necessary. Uh, So he's going to let the health Nazis be the five arbiters of truth. The president views it as a public health measure where the CDC is going to continue to provide guidance on how long it needs to be in place, Saki said in Monday's briefing. We have not given a timeline of when they will lift Title 42, but we will look for them to provide us that guidance. Wow. CDC says migrants pose risk of spreading the virus. The CDC issued a statement a few hours later saying it would keep the order in place for now and review it every 60 days. So everybody's saying that these uh, Mexicans and Africans are infected. I don't know. More weirdness. Talk about xenophobia. Oh, 
racist shit or whatever that Trump was doing, they're doing in the name of the health and wellness. Coronavirus lockdown, and it's just, it's just a more effective way to do the same racist shit that Trump was doing, just like in a different way. So it doesn't sound as racist, but it's still the same shit. Alright, ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. And so... Uh, is there more to the article? No. Okay, so let's go to the next article. Women are gathering to jump rope and make connections in the 40-plus double Dutch club. Okay, who cares? Those are planning on how to cause, uh, make us men's lives even worse and make sure none of us get any sex anymore. Dutch runner who fell during her race went on to win gold. She's aiming for two more. Woohoo. Let's see what's the next article. But right on for the Dutch chick, what the hell? Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle and masked fans made a triumphant return with two live events. Right on. And actually, going to this, or where's your head at? Eh, it's just, yeah, Dave Chappelle held two, like, concerts live. Well, that's good, man. Whenever you hold the concert, it goes against the, the politically correct bullshit. So I like Dave Chappelle's shit a lot. But right on. Uh, did you hear about him getting coronavirus? Uh, no. But okay, did, did he survive or is he gonna die? He survived. Okay. Okay, so he didn't die. No. Several states are working to prevent vaccine mandates. Oh, cool. Yay. Probably all states I'm not a part of, but, you know, probably none of them are California, but uh, at least those states are fighting this bullshit. Uh, As COVID-19 cases surge, the federal government and some private employers are requiring their workers to show proof of vaccination, plus certain cities and localities are once again requiring masks indoors. Some states, however, are not just ordering more precautions, but already moving to stop vaccination mandates in the future. Mm -hmm. 
Hemichwarson of the National Academy for State Health Policy is tracking state legislatures for such bills and spoke to Morning Edition's A. Martinez about what she's seeing. Notably, as of last week, nine states have enacted 11 laws which prohibit vaccination mandates. Arizona and Arkansas have each enacted two. Yay! They weren't all introduced or enacted at this stage of the pandemic. In fact, some were introduced back in February and March, and the most recent took effect in late June. Right on. Some of these laws are tied only to vaccinations that have emergency use authorization. So the prohibition will no longer apply if the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines get full approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. The laws don't prevent officials from encouraging vaccinations, only from requiring it. So governors in these states are still pushing for people to roll up their sleeves, just not ordering it. Okay, but that's cool. That's still freedom. That's how it should go. Yeah, yeah. The vast majority of these laws apply only to state and local governments, meaning private schools and employers in those states can still pass vaccine mandates. Companies like Google, Netflix, Morgan Stanley, and the Washington Post have recently announced vaccine requirements for their employees. Other businesses are using incentives like time off, lotteries, and reduction in health care insurance. And uh, that's the end of the article. Students need to be in classrooms with masks, the education secretary says. We gotta get the students to wear something that shows that as a kid you you uh, are support the, the government. The Israeli High Court floats a plan to shield Palestinians in East Jerusalem from eviction. Oh, oh that sucks. Yeah, let's definitely go into that. No, that means that they're not going to evict Palestinians. Okay, cool. Yay. Good. That's good news. Let's go into that. The first story about not, well, no, second story about not being fucked would be uh, laws to, to not force people to get the, the the shot or the first step in not being fucked with. This is another step in not being fucked with. So, or some group of people not being fucked with. 
Israel's high court floats proposal to solve the flashpoint that sparked war in Gaza. Okay. Israel's Supreme Court on Monday floated a compromise that would prevent the evictions of dozens of Palestinians in the East Jerusalem of Sheikh Jarrah. Sheikh Jarrah where attempts by Jewish settlers to expel them from their homes helped spark an 11-day war between Israel and Gaza militants in May. The cases examined Monday involved four Palestinian families numbering a total of about 70 people. Lower Israeli courts have approved the evictions of the four families. They ruled that their houses were built on land owned by Jews before Israel was established in 1948. But weighing a last-ditch appeal from the residents, the court suggested a compromise that would give them protected status. The deal would protect them from eviction for many years, but leave the question of legal ownership unanswered, said Ahmad Amare, consultant to the residents' legal team. He said the court gave the sides one week to respond. The Supreme Court has been had been scheduled to issue a ruling in May, but it delayed its decision after the Attorney General requested more time to consider the cases. Uh, what else, is there anything else in the article? The threatened evictions fueled protests and clashes in the run-up to the war and, and posed a test for Israel's new government, or governing coalition which includes three pro-settlement parties and a small Islamist faction. For the sake of unity, the government has tried to sideline Palestinian issues to avoid internal divisions. Mm-hmm. Weeks of unrest highlighted by heavy-handed Israeli police tactics against residents and demonstrations who supported them captured international attention ahead of the 11-day Israel-Hamas war in May. A ceasefire took effect May 21st, but the long-running campaign by Jewish settlers to evict dozens of Palestinian families has continued. The settlers have been waging a decades-long campaign to evict the families from densely populated Palestinian neighborhoods just outside the walls of the Old City in one of the most sensitive parts of East Jerusalem. The settlers say the homes are built on land that was owned by Jews prior to 1948 war surrounding Israel's creation. Israeli law allows Jews to reclaim such property, a right denied to Palestinians who lost lands and homes in the same conflict. 
Jordan controlled East Jerusalem from 1948 to 1967. The families who were made refugees during the 1948 war say that Jordanian authorities offered them their homes in exchange for giving up their refugee status. Things changed after Israel captured East Jerusalem along with the West Bank and Gaza. In 1967 Mideast War, well in the 1967 Mideast War and annexed it in a move not recognized internationally. The Palestinians want all three territories for their future state and view East Jerusalem as their capital. In 1972, settler groups told the families that they were trespassing on Jewish-owned land. That was the start of a long legal battle that, in recent months, has culminated with eviction orders against 36 families and Sheikh Jarrah and two other East Jerusalem neighborhoods. Is there anything else in the article? Uh, half a paragraph. Okay. Israeli rights groups say other families are also vulnerable, estimating that more than 1,000 Palestinians are at risk of being evicted. And that's the end of the article. Right on. Well, it sounds like the Palestinians are getting a victory, I think. Is that what it sounds like to you? Uh, sounds like a half victory. It's okay, so it's just a half victory. It's not that great of a victory, really. <laughs> From Houseworks to Sex. Here's how relationship contracts can help couples. Okay, I don't know. Want to go into that or go to the next one? Well, you go to the next one. I just think that's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you hereby legally sign this contract to have sex with me three days a week. Hey, I could take that one. For me to do all the house trips. Do the what? The house chores. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. I think that's pretty entertaining. Oh, actor Saginaw Grant, known for Lone Ranger and Breaking Bad, dies at 85. I got to see some of Lone Ranger, the original. Okay, what's this doing? The guy who played the Indian on Lone Ranger. Is doing what? Is dead. Oh, okay. But actually, I think that was, uh... I think that was a friend of my dad's, actually. If I remember right. Ooh. 
Small claim to fame. Or no, maybe that wasn't him. Maybe it was his son that was a friend of my dad's. Some black leaders question whether Biden will fulfill his promises to black voters. Yeah, let's go into this one, definitely. Amid a fierce fight over voting rights, black leaders are watching to see how President Biden wields the power they say black voters gave him. Some worry that a familiar pattern may be playing out again. There's always this air that in some way that black Americans are supposed to wait, said Latasha Brown, a co-founder of Black Voters Matter. Oftentimes when we are engaged in this process, it's a sense of urgency of what we need when there's an election. But then once there's a result, it seems that our issues are always put to the back burner, which is very true. I mean, I think it is pretty true. That's what happened. So what else the article said? Black voters overwhelmingly and reliably support Democratic candidates. But year after year, black leaders say that Democratic politicians court their vote, promise systematic change, and then fail to follow through. Fail to what? Follow through. Yeah, no, that, that is pretty fucked up. Oh, what the fuck? As a candidate, Biden named systematic racism as one of the major crises facing the nation. Biden told black voters things would be different. You've always had my back, and I'll have yours, Biden promise. With that vow in mind, leaders of the voting rights movement have been forced, have been pushing the White House to fight more forcefully to protect voting rights in particular. Republicans have passed a wave of laws that, at the state level, that are putting new restrictions on voting that activist fear will disproportionately affect black people and Latinos. Mm -hmm. What changing the rules could do. Biden has warned that the Republican-led effort is the most significant test of our democracy since the Civil War. But activists say there's a contrast between the urgency of Biden's words and his opposition to changing the procedural rules 
so that a voting rights bill could pass with a simple majority. Under the current rules, 60 votes are needed in the Senate to prevent a filibuster from opponents. That means Democrats need their entire caucus plus at least 10 Republicans to pass their priorities. Cliff Albright, a black voter, matter. Hmm. Co-founder said that the Biden lied. Said that Biden lied when he said he would have the backs of black Americans. You can't say all of that and then say, oh, but by the way, that filibuster was more important. Okay, what issues is he, are they trying to get pushed that Biden's not pushing? Or let me get, because I'm trying to figure out what the... The voting rights bills. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that, I mean, that is the most important thing that he's doing right now, really, is the Voting Rights Act, as far as that's really the most important thing that Joe Biden's doing. All right, said, that's not having our backs by no stretch of the imagination. Is that how one would define having our backs? And then it just goes on to say, what have we got? You want to move to the next article? You want to say what? It says, what have we got? Okay. Yeah, no, that's like the good, uh, that is pretty real. <laughs> Ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. Restrictive abortion laws across the South mean more women are traveling to find safe services. Yeah, no, that makes sense. We going to this one? Since they're trying to implement the tyranny of Jesus in the South still. Just a quick walk through the parking lot of Choices Memphis Center for Reproductive Health. And this legendary music mecca speaks volumes about access to abortion in the American South. Parked alongside the polished SUVs and weathered sedans with Tennessee license plates are cars from Mississippi, Arkansas, Florida, and many days, Alabama, Georgia, and Texas. Choices is one of two abortion clinics in the Memphis metro area with a population of 1.3 million. While that might not seem like much for women seeking a commonplace medical procedure, 
It represents a wealth of access compared with Mississippi, which has just one abortion clinic for the entire state of 3 million people. A tsunami of restrictive abortion regulations enacted by Republican-led legislatures and governors across the South have sent women who want or need an early end to a pregnancy fleeing in all directions, making long drives or plane trips across state lines to find safe professional services. For many women, that also requires taking time off work, arranging child care, and finding transportation and lodging, all of which can increase the anxiety, expense, and logistical complications of what is often a profoundly difficult moment in a woman's life. And it should be difficult, bitch. You're killing your kid. Okay. Especially for women coming from long distances, child care is the biggest thing. It should be easy to kill a kid. And fun. Yeah, it's like whack-a-mole, yeah? You just whack a pussy. Well, Dad, or, you know, once they're born, you know, just take that knife, just slit the throat. It's all over. Make sure to make a pentagram on the ground while you do it. Pour the blood of the dead baby all over a pussy and fuck her again. <laughs> now I'm just thinking with the, with the abortion thing, you know, as much as... That they, that they had the sign, like the McDonald's sign, you know, how many million served, like for the one in, in Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah, how many million abortions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we keep track. Ding. And they make great tasting snacks afterwards. Yeah, you should have sweets when you're crying about the death of your unborn baby. So, we made brand new. What would it be? What would be? What would be the uh... abortion s'mores? Nothing's more soothing than s'mores after an abortion. Especially when they come from the abortion you just had. We just take the abortion you just had, cover it up with chocolate and some... And some graham... And some graham cracker crust. Yeah, the marshmallows are stem cells. <laughs> <laughs> the crackers are the bones of your unborn baby. Pretty yummy sports. Now that's truly recycled. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
uh, a patient educator and financial assistance coordinator at Choices. They're coming all the way from Oxford, Mississippi, or Jackson. This is a three-day ordeal. I can just see how exhausted they are. But they'll have some pep in their step after the abortion. Yeah. With their dead hollow eyes. Mm-hmm. Full of the the weight of the death of their child and their irises. But they'll be peppy. Mm. The long drives and wait times could soon spread to other states. As the U.S. Supreme Court prepares this fall to consider the constitutionality of a Mississippi law which bans nearly all abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. With no allowances for cases of rape or incest, the Republican-led state's legislature passed the law in 2018. And it allows a woman to get an abortion after 15 weeks only if the pregnancy threatens her life or would cause an irreversible impairment of a major bodily function. They got like four months to, to decide to get the abortion or else they won't let you do it. Uh, 15 weeks. Mm-hmm. That's, that's almost four. Mm-hmm. Mississippi's ban was promptly challenged by abortion rights activists and put on hold as a series of lower courts had deemed it unconstitutional under the Supreme Court's landmark Roe v. Wade decision. That 1973 ruling, along with subsequent federal case law, forbids states from banning abortions before fetal viability. The point at which a fetus can survive outside the womb or about 24 weeks into pregnancy. Tennessee, Texas, Mississippi, and several other states have since passed laws that would ban abortions after six weeks. That legislation is also on hold pending judicial review. Groups opposed to abortion rights have cheered the court's decision to hear the Mississippi case, believing the addition of Justice Amy Coney Barrett gives the court's conservative bloc enough votes to overturn Roe, or at least vastly expand the authority of individual states to restrict abortion. I mean, I think if anything happens, I don't think they're going to overturn Roe. That, that's just not going to... I don't think they, the Supreme Court's going to let that happen, or I don't think the corporations are going to let that happen. But they might let the the, the states that want to heavily restrict it, heavily restrict it. 
Yeah, that's possible. If they really overturned Roe vs. Wade, really surprised at all. But the other stuff, I, I can picture that happening. But supporters of reproductive rights fear that anything but a firm rejection of the Mississippi ban could lead to even more abortion service deserts. Hey. Abortion could quickly Who become illegal in Okay. Could quickly yeah, become could illegal in twenty one states. Yeah, that could happen. That's uh, those states okay, uh, what's what else did the article say? Including nearly the entire South and Dakotas and other stretches of the Midwest. Should the Supreme Court rescind the principal underlying row? That a woman's right to privacy protects her decisions about pregnancy. If we end up with any kind of decision that goes back to being a state's right issue, the entire South is in a very bad way, says Jennifer Pepper, executive director of Choices in Memphis. The decades-long strategy by conservative white evangelical Christians to chip away at abortion access by state by state has flourished in the South, where hard-right Republicans hold a decisive advantage in state legislatures and nearly all executive chambers. Though details vary state by state, the rules governing abortion providers tend to hit similar notes. Among them are requirements that women seeking abortions, even via an abortion pill, submit to invasive vaginal ultrasounds, mandatory waiting periods of 48 hours between the initial consultation and a provider in the abortion. and complex rules for licensing physicians and technicians and for disposing of fetal tissue. Some states insist that abortion providers require women to listen to a fetal heartbeat. Other providers have been unable to obtain admitting privileges at local hospitals. I know, God forbid, you try and make her sense some humanity about what she's about to murder. I don't know. I think it's the ultimate humanity to, to kill babies. That's what makes us, you know, the, the ultimate humans. How so? Because, I mean, the ultimate freedom is the freedom to kill, even babies. Everything is hard down here, says Pepper. The rules also have made some doctors reluctant to perform the procedure. While obstetricians and gynecologists in California, New York, Illinois, and elsewhere routinely perform abortions at their medical offices, the same practices where they care for women through pregnancy and delivery 
their peers in many southern states who perform more than a small number of abortions a year must register their practices as abortion clinics. None have done so. Uh, so what else the article say? Uh, Texas offers an example of how targeted legislation can disrupt a patient's search for medical care. In 2012, 762 Texans went out of state for abortions, according to researchers at the University of Texas, Austin. Two years later, after then-Governor Rick Perry signed into law the nation's most restrictive abortion bill, shuttering about half the state's abortion facilities, 1,673 women left Texas to seek services. In 2016, 1,800 women traveled out of Texas to seek abortions. There can also be an unsettling stigma in some parts of the South. You ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. So the South is really implementing the tyranny of Jesus. That's the end on NPR. Okay. So, okay, where uh, where are we at in the segment? Still recording? Yeah, got okay. about twelve minutes left, but. Okay, so should we start with Google then, or not Google with a uh, uh, Yahoo? Yeah. Okay. Delta variant accomplishes what Biden couldn't. What? Delta variant accomplishes what Biden couldn't. Okay, why are they saying that? I mean, that almost sounds like a really bad propaganda article, but I'm trying to figure out how bad of a propaganda article is this. US. I mean, if that's the case, then Biden's doing all this shit. So it's like. It's... U.S. hits Biden's 70% vaccination goal as holdouts in hot spots like Florida and Louisiana rush to get shots. Okay. So a bunch of people are, are, are getting the uh, bioweapon, and this is like propaganda going, yay, they're getting the bioweapon. See? Now, you should, too. Everybody's doing it. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, chop off your fingers, man. Everybody's doing that, man. Or or, or go eat some Tide Pods. (laughs) It's hip. Everybody's doing (laughs) Then go drink some Drano, too. That's really hip. Everybody's doing it, man. Tide pods, eat the tide pods. Drink some Drano, drink some Drano. 
Tide Pods. Eat Tide Pods. <laughs> Chop off your fingers. Chop off your fingers. Eat him. I just ate my chopped off fingers. I just ate my chopped off fingers. Everybody's doing it. Third officer at the Capitol riot attack commits suicide. Wow, these cops are dropping like flies. Uh, we going to this one? I mean, not really. Okay, so the cop got killed. How did the cop get killed again? Suicide. Oh, okay. Right on, he made it out of this world. He doesn't have to deal with any of this bullshit. Including, I hope it doesn't, I hope it I hope this, I, I hope she doesn't flake on me. This is really bugging me, man. It's like, you get me to change my plans and then you flake on me. What the hell? Man, I don't just know. don't give her any more money. Can't trust these street happen, man. I want things to. I want my life to be good. I don't want to fucking. Oh, I just, just want my life to be good. Damn it! Not like this. Not like the way it is. With like by myself. Shit. Money can be a powerful motivator. Two million back lottery. Okay, woo, they're, they're doing anything to get you to get to get the bioweapon. Yep. So we have the next one. Photos for sex trafficking sting put FBI employee at risk. Oh, that sucks. I mean, one, sex trafficking should be legal, so shit. I mean, sex trafficking, if, if all this shit falls through, sex trafficking would give me some fucking hope. What, if prostitution was legal? Well, that too, but either way, all that, all that would give me hope. Yeah, we should do the outro because it's only two minutes and I gotta get up early. Okay, so I guess tune in tomorrow and we'll talk more about how we're being screwed with and how we're trying to stop ourselves from being screwed with.
Right on. What should we name this uh, segment? Um, let's see. Uh, I'm not sure. Like, okay, what did we cover this time? We covered. Uh, the, the abortion thing. The what? Yeah. Okay. Got that. What else did we covered? As much as that's probably the funniest part of the show. I don't know if it's the the most educational part. I mean, yeah, we're learning that the... I mean, it is. You know, it's an important story, but compared to... I don't know. That's, uh... I don't know. That's more... That's more like... It's good for us, for people like me that... Or, or bad for people like me that want the triumph of, of evil over good all over the country, but... You uh, Dave Chappelle triumphant return. Several states are working to prevent vaccine mandates. Yeah, no, that, we could. Yeah, we could do it about that one. That's that was an important one. Students need Probably to be bigger. in classrooms with masks. Oh. Or the the uh, the Palestinian thing. What about the Palestinians? Uh, Israeli High Court floats a plan to shield Palestinians in East Jerusalem from eviction. Yes. Yeah, should we do it about that one, or where's your head at? Yeah, sure. Okay, let's do it about that one. All right, I'll catch you tomorrow. Okay, talk to you then. All right, please. Peace.